Jesus didn't want to heal a little girl who was possessed by a demon simply because she wasn't Jewish. It's a hard point for us to accept and a difficult passage to wrestle with. Many said that Jesus was just testing the Syrophoenician woman's faith and that he really intended to heal the woman's daughter all along, but that doesn't follow the story. Jesus had traveled north of Israel to the region of Tyre. This was Gentile country, and the woman is named as a Gentile. There was no reason to test her faith. She wouldn't have had any faith in the God of Israel, certainly not in him. I think we can take Jesus' dismissal of this woman on face value. Let the little children be fed first, Jesus said. It's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. I was sent for Israel, Jesus told her. And that's not you. Jesus didn't want to heal this woman's daughter. She wasn't his problem. Don't ask me to heal you, Jesus was saying. Have your demigod idol thing that you worship, whatever that is, have that heal your daughter. See if that'll help. And then Jesus healed her anyway. Jesus dismissed and insulted her, and the woman did not respond with anger, but she took his insult because her love for her daughter was greater than her pride. And I think in that moment, Jesus saw this woman's humanity. No longer was she a Gentile who wasn't his problem. She was a woman and a mother who loved her daughter. And I don't think that that was sinful on Jesus' part. He likely grew up being told that Gentiles were not Israel and therefore not their problem. And that's probably what Jesus believed. And then he met this sour Phoenician woman and realized she wasn't Israel, but she was still part of humanity. No longer was she not his problem, and no longer was he only there for Israel, but for all mankind. There's been an ongoing humanitarian crisis in Syria, which has been growing ever since the uprising in 2011 aimed at ousting President Assad, and since then, civil war has engulfed the country. Both sides have targeted civilians and used civilians as shields. Then the self-proclaimed Islamic State came in and took territory and began their tactics of killing innocent people, Christians, non-Christians, anyone else they deem unworthy. And this has left over 11 million people displaced from their homes and over 4 million Syrian refugees in surrounding countries and even up into Europe. And the crisis of refugees has caught the world's attention again recently as pictures of little children who were fleeing with their parents and drowned on the way to Greece, washed up on the shore. Folks leaving Syria said that it was worth the risk of death because they were dead there anyway. Now, this may not seem like our problem. It's half a world away. And there are so many people here who are in need. Why give our help and our prayers to folks who are fleeing Syria when there's so much to do here? Valid question. 
then, like Jesus with the Syrophoenician woman, we eventually see these people's humanity and realize that it is our problem. They are people, and as the body of Christ, we are called to seek and serve Christ in all persons, the promise we make in our baptismal covenant. We'll also find, as Jesus did, that if we are to help these people, these refugees, there is more than enough to go around. After Jesus healed the Syrophoenician woman's daughter, he healed a deaf man in another largely Gentile region of the Decapolis, just east of Israel. And we don't know if this man was Jewish or Gentile, maybe because it didn't matter anymore. Jesus healed him. He saw someone in need and he healed him. Not long after that, Jesus multiplied food for the 5,000 people from five loaves and two fish, enough to feed 5,000 people, and then there was leftovers and plenty of food left to go around, crumbs enough for all of the dogs underneath the children's table. While believing himself to be limited in his mission, Jesus found that his mission was not limited, only to Israel. And he found that he had more than enough healing to go around. As Jesus' body, we too have more than enough to go around. The Syrian people are really fleeing the threat of death from three different armies in their country, each of which are targeting civilians. We have more than enough to help the people in this humanitarian crisis. We can give to organizations like World Vision or helping to provide food and shelter for fleeing, Syrians fleeing their country, many other organizations helping as well. We can petition our government to allow more refugees into America. We can learn about the crisis and learn about other ways to help. We can pray for the people of Syria, pray for the refugees, pray for those taking them in and those in danger of death during their travels. Now, perhaps more than pray for folks a few times, we still may not want to do a whole lot, much more than that to help. There's so much to do here. It's not our problem. But even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. We may want to do more to help here instead, but there's no reason why we can't do both. As Jesus found after he healed the Syrophoenician's woman's daughter, he still had plenty left to heal the deaf man and feed the 5,000. We may just find that if we give to the Syrian refugees, that there's also a deaf man who needs healing here, or 5,000 here who need food. And we have more than enough resources to go around. Like Jesus, we find that people half a world away are our problem, because they are human beings made in God's image. Through Jesus, we have more than enough to give and more than enough to help. Amen. Amen.